Welcome everybody to the Horn Takes Podcast. This is episode four. We're going to do something a little different this time. Texas did not have a football game this weekend, but I wanted to put out an episode relatively new at the podcast thing. So I wanted to keep keep putting out content, keep putting out episodes for you guys. So we're going to do a little something different this week. Uh, This is going to be a little around the horn. We're just going to talk about some things that happened in sports over the weekend. College basketball is getting cranked up. Texas played a exhibition game against Arkansas. We'll talk a little bit about that. Talk about that Tennessee football team. The Vols looking really tough. Talk about what in the hell happened at Michigan, Michigan State after the game. We'll talk a little bit about the Big 12 championship game. That picture's getting a little clearer. Still not completely clear. And then we'll talk a little bit about Texas going on the road to face Kansas State this weekend. Number 12 basketball hosted Arkansas, number 10 Arkansas, at the Moody Center. believe that's the first men's basketball game to be played at the Mooney Center in the history of of the Moody Center. I think it was open last year in time for the girls to play, but the men did not get to play there. Anyhow, exhibition game. Some articles called it a scrimmage. I don't know how those things work, uh, and there's almost no information on this game. The only information I could find was that Texas put a country beat down on Arkansas 90-60 to 60 in that game, scrimmage, exhibition, whatever you want to call it. The young guys for Texas, which there's a lot of them, seven of the 14 kids on the roster for Texas have never played college basketball before. A couple of redshirt freshmen and then a lot of true freshmen. Uh, but the two main guys that that did really well Saturday are Terrio Morris and Dylan Mitchell. Morris is a point guard. Mitchell's a forward. Both supposedly really athletic. I'm, I'm disappointed. This game was supposed to be on the Longhorn Network. But at the last minute, they changed, and I don't, I don't know exactly why. But I was really looking forward to, to trying to record this and, and catch it. Uh, looks like either Arkansas is not nearly as good as the 10 ranking they have, or Texas is pretty good at number 12. So anyway, they, Texas opens up the season next Monday, the 7th of November, with UTEP. Uh, really looking forward to seeing this team. I think they're supposedly a really athletic team. There's a lot of key pieces from the team last year that made it into the tournament. Maybe this is a team that Chris Beard can take deep into the tournament. It's been a long time since the University of Texas has played deep into the tournament. Maybe this is the team that finally gets them over the hump. Tennessee football. What a job Josh Heupel has done at the University of Tennessee in just his second season. That team is tough. They're 8-0 for the first time since 1998. And by the way, in 1998, I believe they went 13-0, and won a national championship. That was when T. Martin was at the helm. They have a win over number one Alabama at home already. They're about to get to go into Athens to play Georgia, who who knows what the hell they're ranked today. I don't pay any attention to the polls. 
As far as I'm concerned, Georgia should be the number one team in the country. They're undefeated. They won the national championship last year. And I don't want to get into a huge argument or debate about this, but if you want, you can email me at horntakespodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about this. I think that if you're the number one team and you won the national championship the year before, or even if you're not the number one team to start the season, but the number one team loses, you should be the number one team if you're undefeated. Now, I get it. There's some that'll say, well, they should change it up every week. And you know what? They, they've started to do that a lot more. And the reason they do it today and they didn't before, say, 10, 15 years ago, is because it matters so little today as it used to. If you're in the top four, you're going to be in the playoff. Back in the day, they weren't going to move the number one team down to number two, number three, because they had an off week. It, it's, it doesn't matter as much today. But anyway, back to Tennessee. They're 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 really good. Uh, that game against Kentucky. Now Kentucky's not like a great team, but Kentucky is certainly not a bad football team. And they handled business. That game was close for about five minutes, and then Tennessee just absolutely blew the doors off a Kentucky team. And a lot of those Kentucky Wildcat fans were talking a whole lot of crap before that game. I will say this for Tennessee. They're having a great season. I wonder what it looks like if they don't go on the road and beat Georgia. I wonder what happens to that fan base. That fan base is ultra cocky right now. For those of you that don't know, I'm on TikTok. You can find me, Horn Takes Podcast, on TikTok. This video is probably going to go up on TikTok. At least portions of this video will go up on TikTok. There are guys running around on TikTok just in love with them some Tennessee. They're the best thing since sliced bread. Now, again, I think Tennessee is a good football team. I think we're going to really find out how good they are, and I know that's crazy to say that. They beat Alabama team that, that I think is very talented. I just don't think that Alabama team's that good of a football team. If you look at if you look at what they've done since that Texas game, a lot of people were really surprised at how close Texas played them. But now, as a few more games have gone on, Texas is not that good. And Alabama is not that good. Now they're talented. They can go find ways to win games. I don't think they're a playoff team, and I don't think they're a team capable of winning any games in the playoffs at this point. Who knows what happens? They got to really shore up some defense. Anyway, if Tennessee can go into Athens, Georgia, and beat Georgia, they're going to be insufferable. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Just completely insufferable. We'll see how it goes. Georgia, Georgia's got a really good defense. Obviously, the strength of Tennessee is their offense. Josh Heupel has got his 28-year-old quarterback. He's not really 28. He's 25. I saw an interesting thing on the internet the other day. Tennessee's quarterback and Georgia's quarterback are both older than like 10 of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Experience matters. 
Now let's talk about let's talk about this Michigan Michigan State melee. So so Michigan and Michigan State play this weekend. Everybody knows it's a bitter rival. Everybody knows those tools two schools don't like each other. As with all rivals, that's just kind of the way it goes, right? The game was not competitive at all. Michigan won 29-7. Michigan State continues to just be bad, look terrible. After paying Mel Tucker like $90 million or something, something crazy. And I don't know what happened after the game. I saw two videos. I saw a video of number one from Michigan, and I don't know who number one from Michigan is, but number one from Michigan starts to run up the tunnel. And again, I think we're in the big house. I think we're in Ann Arbor. We're in the big house. Probably one tunnel to get to both locker rooms. That's how a lot of those older stadiums are built. That's what I'm thinking happened. He's on his way into his locker room, maybe. Maybe he's on his way to go talk a bunch of crap to somebody from Michigan State. Maybe he's on his way to say hello to a guy he played high school football with that plays for me. I don't know. I don't know what he was doing, but he ran around probably. It looked like 20 guys from Michigan State's team. He just runs around them on the way into the tunnel. gets right in the middle of all these guys. Somewhere along the line, looked like, I don't know, maybe five or six. So we flash back from that video. Now we're or flash forward, I guess, from that video. Now we're we're watching inside the tunnel area, I'm assuming near the locker rooms, of it looked like five, six guys just kind of jumping on this kid from Michigan. There was a lot more players standing around just kind of watching it. But it really looked like maybe five or six people were somewhat heavily involved in this attack, people are saying on this Michigan player. There was helmets going. I think I saw a few kicks. Sure, there was some hands getting thrown. There's cops standing around watching this whole thing go down, not really putting a a lot of effort into breaking it up. What is wrong with these kids? You got got Texas A&M kids smoking dope after the loss to South Carolina. I heard, and I just heard, this is not substantiated. I don't even know that it's alleged, but I had heard that they got in a fight with Jimbo Fisher, some of these guys, after the game. What is going on? Is it NIL? Do these guys think because they can get paid now that they don't have to act right? Is that what's going on? I mean, I know know football players have always sort of had a bad reputation. Some of it completely warranted. Some of it probably not. But it sure seems to me like these kids have just got to the point now where they're losing their minds. They're just doing dumb stuff. Smoking weed in the locker room. Jumping a player from another team in the tunnel. In what world is that okay? So I'm curious, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that it's just always been that way and maybe it's just more televised now? Do you guys think NIL has something to do with it? They feel like they're professionals now. They feel like they can get away with stuff. We all know that 
we all know that star athletes, even in high school, are treated differently than most of the kids at the high school. Do we think we've upped the ante a little bit by paying these guys now? Let me know what you guys think. You can uh, email me at horntakespodcast at gmail.com. Ask questions. Give me some questions to answer. I think that'd be cool. I, I think that would be real cool. Send me some questions. I do a mailbag once a week. Send me your criticisms. Tell me what you'd like to hear on the show. Moving on from Michigan, Michigan State, and the ridiculous fight we had. Oh, by the way, uh, four players from the Michigan State team have been suspended. I don't know if that's suspended from the season, or for the season rather, or suspended from the team altogether. Uh, I I assume we're going to hear more about that and. You can probably tell you can probably find who those players are. The article I read didn't mention any names. Just a bad look though. Bad look for Michigan State. Bad look for Mel Tucker. Bad look for college football. Act right. All right. Big twelve title game. Picture starting to get a little clearer. Now, the Big 12 is still crazy. Like, the Big 12 is... The Big 12... Let me think how I want to say this. The Big 12 is batshit crazy this year. It is crazier than the single mom of two, middle-aged single mom of two that gets on Tinder and... And I don't even know. I don't even know what these ladies are doing, but it's crazy. It is way crazier than that lady. But it's starting to look a little bit clear. Obviously, TCU is in the driver's seat. They're undefeated. And and let's back up a little bit. There's really four teams, I feel. And, and there's there's situations where more than four teams could get into this championship game. But really, there's four teams at this point in the season that have better than reasonable, reasonable to better than reasonable chances to make it into this game. TCU is obviously in the catbird seat. They're undefeated. Uh, I feel like they have the most favorable remaining schedule. But they do have back-to-back road games against Texas and Baylor that are kind of sandwiched between two road games with Tech and Iowa State. Road games are tough. Um... Texas is talented. Baylor is talented. I don't think it's a cakewalk for TCU. But it's going to take a colossal meltdown for TCU not to be in the Big 12 championship game at this point. And by the way, Texas Tech, not a good football team. But they're Texas Tech, man. And Texas Tech has been making a living off of beating teams they have no business to beat for at least 25 years, 30 years, probably longer than that. But they've been doing it a long time in Lubbock, figuring out ways to beat teams they have no business beating. So that's not a gimme. Iowa State's really not a gimme. They're a tough team. They just haven't won any games. But they've lost all their games by almost nothing. 
Maybe Iowa State gets lucky. Maybe Iowa State turns their season around at the end of the season. It's not really turning it around. But maybe they figure out a way to win a game at the end of the season. I don't know. All that being said, it doesn't really matter. TCU's basically in. Kansas State obviously controls its own destiny. Went out, you're in. They got road games. Excuse me, they've got home games against Baylor. And actually, I'm wrong on that. They have road games against Baylor and KU. Sandwiched between games against Baylor and West Virginia. That's not counting the Texas game this weekend. I think K-State's got a legitimate shot. They can run the football. They always play disciplined football. They show up ready to play every week. I don't think there's really any easy games against Kansas State. Next team that's got a legitimate shot is Oklahoma State, but they need some help. I think K-State's got to drop two games or TCU's got to just completely shit the bed over the last four games. And K-State's got to win out. So, K- or excuse me, Oklahoma State's got to win out. They're at, a, they're at a point now where there is no losing. Got to keep winning. Oklahoma State has KU on the road. They have Bedlam on the road. And it would not surprise me if Oklahoma ran the table. They lost a lot of players last year, and they had a really, really, really rough start to the Big 12 play this year. But they're, they've still got some talent. Their schedule's not all that tough for the rest of the season. Anyway, Oklahoma State then has Iowa State and West Virginia at home. So I think for Oklahoma State, it's possible that they run the table. I don't know that K-State's going to drop two games. But who knows, right? The Big 12's crazy. It's crazy like the 40-year-old single mom of two on Tinder. Then you got Texas who absolutely has to win out. And then they need Oklahoma State to lose. I have a hard time seeing Texas win out. Uh, I just feel like they've got road games at K-State and KU. We're talking about a team that has not won a road game since October 22nd. No, October 2nd of 2021 against TCU up in Fort Worth. They got home games with TCU and Baylor. I think both of those games are probably winnable. Will they win? I don't know the answer to that. Could they win? Absolutely. It's a perfect opportunity, though, for Texas to finish strong. Win four games. Get a little help. Make it to the Big 12 championship game. Not a bad season given the beginning of Big 12 play for them. And then the game last week.
And even with that, there's really a lot of crazy tiebreak stuff that I haven't really sat down and tried to digest. The Big 12 has some crazy tiebreak rules. We'll talk about those in the next episode, I think. But really, we're talking we're talking TCU, we're talking K-State. They control their own destiny. If those two teams continue to win games, they're going to be in. Oklahoma State, Texas, they have to keep winning. And they need some help. Let's talk a little bit of Texas on the road in Manhattan to play Kansas State. Texas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game on the road. Are Texas betters just that stupid? Does Vegas just know that Texas betters are going to always put money down on Texas with a close line like this? Or do Texas betters just throw down so much money that it it doesn't even matter? They're going to equal out with a few Texas betters what the majority of the country does on the K-State side. There is no reason in the world. You can't tell me a reason why this Texas team should be a two-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road against Kansas State. Against anybody. Haven't won a road game in over a year. One in six in road games under Steve Sarkeesian. And if you go back and look at Steve Sarkeesian's road record as a head coach, it is terrible. I don't know what's going on there, but that guy just cannot win games on the road. Three different stops. Can't win games on the road. Somebody tell me. Email me at horntakespodcast at gmail.com and tell me how in the world Texas is a two and a half point favorite in Manhattan, Kansas this weekend. Is it the quarterback situation? Is it is it we don't know who's going to play quarterback? I don't know. I don't know what Adrian Martinez's injury is. I don't know that it matters. Adrian Martinez is probably a serviceable passer. I don't think he's going to ever do a lot of 300-plus yard four touchdown type games. He might against Texas. But he's a huge running threat. And we all saw what, well, we've seen what a lot of quarterbacks that have just had decent mobility have done against Texas. He's actually a threat. He's dangerous. He's the type of dude that could take the ball 80 yards quick for a touchdown. Texas has not done well against those types of guys. And then on the other side, you got Will Howard, who just had the best game of his life, almost 300 yards, 400 yards, or four touchdowns. I don't think we want that guy passing against Texas. I don't know. Kansas State is always tough. They're... Very tough in Manhattan. I I don't know. Somebody tell me. We'll have a little bit more on this game later in the week. 
we're going to switch up the way we do podcasts. Now that I've got a little practice under my belt, we're going to have a sort of a round the horn type episode every week where we talk about all that's gone on in sports over the last few days, mainly over the weekend during football season. But we'll talk about college basketball starting to get cranked up. As soon as college baseball starts, we'll talk about that. And then I'll do some sort of episode where we recap the Texas game from the weekend or the Texas games, basketball games, baseball games, those types of things. We'll talk a little recruiting. And then I want to do an episode where we just kind of preview the game coming up for Texas, maybe some of the bigger games in college football that weekend. Again, same thing with basketball, same thing with baseball. Check us out on TikTok. Horn Takes Podcast. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you want to hear. If you got any questions, let us know what those questions are. Horn Takes Podcast at gmail.com. You guys have a good one. Hook them.